0: WCIA 3-1 in one podcast. Illinois picking up the big win on this Saturday coming off a of bye week over Nebraska 26-9 the final as the Illini move to 7-1 on the season, 4-1 in the Big Ten. They're an entire game ahead of second place in the Big Ten West and they seem destined maybe not destined yet, we won't go that far but they look in the driver's seat to make it to Indianapolis in the Big Ten Championship game, which would be their first ever appearance. Andy Olsen with you. Brett Barron is joining us from Lincoln. And Brett was uh, at the game today. Supplied some highlights, a live report in the 6 o'clock news. Uh, Brett, I mean, we we just got to start with, I think, the defense once again. I said it, or implied it with the score. Only nine points allowed, which is right at their average on the season. The number one defense in the nation stepping up again. Four turnovers and Man, what another performance for the Illinois! We keep looking at some of these games. Like, is this going to be the trap game? Is this going to be the trap game? And it wasn't the cleanest, but Illinois was was in the driver's seat throughout with this one.
1: Yeah, I will add that and just say it was not the cleanest game. I mean, like, wasn't necessarily a great football game uh, aesthetically. But Illinois doesn't care. That's the big thing. They won the game seven and one for the first time since two thousand and one, and Illinois is going to be in the top 15 in in the country. Like there's all these things yeah. keep happening. And for me, Andy, like you mentioned, it's, it's all about the defense. They continue to prove week in and week out that they are legit and they are doing things that defenses at Illinois have not done in a long time. And they're leading Illinois to uh, a spot that, you know, heck, they're talked about nationally now, right? Yeah. I mean, like Illinois is starting to be talked about more nationally. And is Nebraska a great team? No, but you got to go out and win these types of games. And, and this is what Illinois has done. And, you know, still haven't beat a ranked opponent. Like there's, there's things that oh, we can certainly sure. sit here and nitpick about <laughs> Illinois. But on the surface, they are a good team and they have an opportunity to be a great team. And by Illinois standards, they're already a great team. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I don't think it's fair to judge them just on Illinois standards because like we mentioned they're they're doing so many things that have not been done in a long time.
0: How about their first ever college football playoff poll appearance coming up on Tuesday. First poll of the season's coming out in Illinois like you said it's probably going to be in the top 15. Like they, like I know the CFP poll is rather new so it's it you know of course, they haven't been good recently, so there would have been no reason for them to be in it. But that's another milestone that Brett Bielema is checking off. They get to see their, they get to watch the show on Tuesday on ESPN and, and wait for their name to pop up.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to say they're going to be 14th. I, I that's your guess. Pretty good. Yeah, and I, man, I'm not here to like humble brag, but I, I picked Illinois in the last couple of weeks, right on the number 23, 18, yeah. 17. So. Um, I'm going to try and keep that streak going here. I'm going to say they're going to be 14. Um, and and I think they're well-deserving. And that's a compliment and a testament to what this team has done. And it's been pretty remarkable. It, it's kind of crazy. Like, even now, we're eight weeks into the season, Andy, and I'm still like, wait, is this the Illinois football team we're covering? I know. Is, is this really who Illinois is? And there's a legit case that they should be 8-0. And they feel like they should be. That's obviously long gone now in the the past. They're not worried about that. But, uh, you know, I I asked a couple of the defensive players after the game. I didn't get Devin Witherspoon. but We got uh, Quan Martin and Sidney Brown. I just posed the simple question to them is like, is there another level? I mean, obviously, like getting shutouts would be great. But like in terms of confidence, are are you guys at like a peak level? And and they – essentially just said yes like with what they're doing they have the confidence to know that they can go out and pretty much do whatever and there's certainly things to clean up no doubt but like they are playing at a historic level and that's why the team's 7-1.
0: I think you're right that they are getting away with certain things because they're playing the level of competition that, that they are like Nebraska missed a couple of wide open guys so they had the same thing happening against Iowa and against Minnesota but they're doing all they can with the opponents that are putting in front of them. And, and you mentioned that they have a decent case to be undefeated at this point. You could argue that maybe that loss was maybe the right amount of sting that they needed to, to kind of prod them on a little bit early in the season. And, you know, they probably could be eight. zero at this point, if they don't, just a couple of different things fall in different directions against Indiana. Uh, but that is long in the past. If we take a look at the box score in this one, Tommy DeVito, What a game for him. Almost 150 yards in the first half. Didn't need as much from him in the second. Uh, He has 179 yards total, 20 of 22. That is uh, more than a 90% completion percentage from DeVito. Uh, Two touchdowns on the day, no turnovers from him. He was sacked once. Chase Brown, of course, like every game this season, over 100 yards once again, 149. He has one touchdown on the ground, one touchdown receiving as well Reggie Reggie Love uh was the second running back today he got in there more than Josh McCray who did see the field only had one carry though and Brett Bielema talked about that after the game uh it did just not feeling comfortable with him yet getting into the game uh Isaiah Williams leads the way nine receptions 93 yards one touchdown for me that's probably the most impressive uh lines this year for Isaiah Williams uh you know and as well as the offense played you could still say that there's some growing room with them because a lot of different times just kind of stalled in the red zone once again but when you have the type of defense that Illinois has you can get away with some of those things at this point in the year
1: no doubt the Devito 90% completion a new program record for Illinois which is incredible in that sense 20 of 22 and i didn't feel like he forced really anything downfield no. it was all dink and dunk stuff and even the Isaiah Williams long touchdown, you know, Isaiah did a ton on that. Uh, you know, he had nine for ninety-three. Like, that's what you want to see from Isaiah, minus the fumble, uh, mm. which he didn't even get hit on that. Andy, like, it was like, you know, I, I the air forced. The, I don't know. Like, he just dropped it. It was really weird to see on the field. Uh, but I felt like Tommy was in control once again, and. It's just such an upgrade at that position. It really is like, obviously, quarterback. You could make an argument, and I think this is fair. There's no, maybe other than pitcher, like in sports, there's no other more important position than
0: quarterback. It's QB and to I me. It's quarterback,
1: 100%. Pitcher would be the only one where you'd feel like, okay, well, like you can literally control the game. Yeah. But there's so many moving pieces in football that to me, it makes it way more valuable in the quarterback. And so you can just see, I mean, what's, what's Tommy been worth to Illinois and wins this year? Like if he had a war, would it be like (laughs) three and a half? Like, you know, I mean, and it's maybe not fair to like just compare it to art, but his value is just exponentially higher. And it's so easy to see how one guy can make the difference, you know? And it's been fun to just watch that transformation from him. And, and he's a confident dude, you know, but I think he's also pretty down to earth with a lot of things, if that makes sense. Like, I think you can be confident and yet also have an understanding of, okay, my purpose is this, my role is this being confident in all of that and knowing that you're pretty good, you know? Um, I don't know, it just it struck me today after the game, too, talking with Tommy, where he's just like, hey, you know, um, this is working. And we talked about this on the pregame show with Jeremy, but, like, it's fun to just see those stories develop, right? And obviously winning is the biggest thing because people are just happier and winning is fun and everything else. I mean, that that's the biggest part of it, but, like, Tommy has this air about him, and it's similar to some other guys on the team, you know? But it's just like, hey, we're good, and they believe they're good now. Because they are. I mean, the we're at a point now, eight games in, you know, what? so we're two-thirds of the way through the season right now, the regular season. I mean, think about that. Uh, or three, you know, well, only four games left. Yeah, so two, two-thirds, like, they're good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I think they are. And I know they are because I've seen it. And, uh, you know, they're trending on a very, very good path now. To, to do even more things here. Only two more games. I mean, like, to me, Andy, that's part of the crazy thing, too. They've only got to win two more games to get to Indy. Yeah. Two weeks from right now, they can lock up a spot in Indianapolis. They can. And they're going to be favored in both of those games.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, Michigan, barring, State, Michigan State is playing Michigan well right now, but I think Illinois will still definitely be favorites there.
1: But barring a Michigan State loss next Saturday, which I wouldn't expect at home, I would think Illinois is a touchdown favorite unless Michigan state obviously beats Michigan or something like that. Crazy. They're going to be favorites against Michigan state at home and Purdue at home, both games at home with an opportunity to punch that ticket and think how free they could play at Michigan. If there's not the pressure of you have to win, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just, I, I think that would be huge for this team to just have that pressure off, go to Michigan and see what happens because I'm starting to buy in now more, Andy, to the fact of why can't they compete with Michigan? I think Michigan's the better team. I think they have more talent. But like, if this defense continues to play the way that it does, why can't Illinois compete?
0: I'm starting to see more Michigan fans online be like, I'm kind of worried about that game now all all, all of a sudden. Which is such a crazy like juxtaposition compared to what it was at the beginning uh, of this year. Where that was going to be like the cakewalk rolling into Ohio State week for Michigan, so wild times. Uh, you know we've already talked a little bit about the defense. We're going into the numbers. Uh, Johnny Newton and Kanena Odaluga with sacks on the day. They each had one of them. Uh, Sidney Brown leading the team in total tackles. He had two interceptions. Quan Martin had another interception. Just the secondary has been so crazy this year. I think I saw that 16 of the 20 ooh 22 turnovers or something like that had been forced by the safeties on this team. Like just Ryan Walters has the secondary playing so well and it, it just they're playing at such an astronomical level that it's hard to just talk about now because it, we've already said it all about about this unit it seems like and then they keep doing it again. And it's just impossible, I feel like, to to qualify or or quantify,
1: yeah. and and they're confident and they believe. and uh, I think they're they're gonna get a lot more attention here. A Couple things that really stood out to me, just watching the game on the sidelines and and filming it with our cameras, we had so much hype going in with the Devin Witherspoon Trey Palmer, yeah, hit action in the game. And Devin just shut him down. I mean, they they just didn't throw at him. It it was nuts. And they were, Devin was jabbing at him the whole game. I had my eye on that. That's what Devin does, though.
0: He's such a talker.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But like, there was one time, too, Andy, like, he was over a play and he was making like a crying. Oh, man. uh, His hands right at Trey. I'm surprised he didn't get flagged for it. Uh, But Trey Palmer had one reception for one yard. That's it. That's the Big Ten's leading receiver coming into this game, averaging more than 100 yards a game. And Devin held him to one. Devin was all over him the whole game. Uh, Pretty impressive to see from Devin Witherspoon. I thought Johnny Newton was a beast once again. The Nebraska offensive line was not very good, but they were able to feast on them. And then to me, I I know Chubba Purdy, great name came in and Mm -hmm. you know he did okay but like to me once casey thompson went out the game was over
0: yeah because most of palmer's yards are just thompson going like a 50 50 ball over the top to him and then you take that away i mean you essentially take two weapons away
1: yeah i mean to me once thompson was out then, like that the game was over. They, they weren't going to be able to score. I, I do like Anthony Grant. I think he's a good back,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but just the, his offensive line is not very good. and And Illinois was able to just have its way with the Nebraska O line. Um, you know, this is a game they should have won. They should have won. They did win. Um, you move on. It wasn't all that pretty in, in a lot of facets. Illinois did convert all three of its red zone opportunities. But a couple field goals in there, and uh, you know some of them were a little bit longer. There was uh, just not a very clean game in in multiple senses from what you'd like to see. And we had talked about this in the pregame show too with Jeremy. This is this will go down for me as another game where they should have put up forty points. Yeah, you know you just look back at their schedule and well, why didn't you put up more points? Like, and that's where we're at though critiquing this team, which mm-hmm. is not a bad place for the team to be. It's just like, I think the bar is starting to raise here. Okay. Well, if you're going to, you know, win the rest of your games or, you know, be competitive and like, you look at the schedule, it's really not that daunting, right? Like, I think you got Purdue and Michigan, that's it. You're going to be favored most likely big time against Northwestern. And you know, there's no reason to think they're not going to be favored by at least a touchdown against Michigan state. So, um, I asked you this last week or a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, but, like, is nine wins the low point now? Now? Probably. Like if, if they only win nine, is is that, like, the low bar?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I don't want to say nine's a guarantee, but I think you're for sure going to take at least one of Michigan State, Purdue. Northwestern, in my mind's already already done with. They looked awful against Iowa today, like— yeah, Iowa scored like five times. Incredible. I know that that was bad. Nine. Yeah, I think nine's like your your low bar. Like ten. Yeah, I think is what pe- is what people should expect at this point. That's just crazy, though, Andy.
1: Ten wins. I mean, like, I, I don't know. Since two
0: thousand one, man, it's been two decades since there's yeah. been a team this good.
1: And, and, and know, they won. Ten and two that year, and won the Big Ten. And you know they've they've only won ten one other time. You got to go all the way back to nineteen eighty nine. Like, Wild, you know. And you think know, about that; It's nuts. Thirty years they've won ten games
0: twice. They keep improving that bowl stock as well. So uh, now they have their first winning season since two thousand eleven, I believe, locked up. Yeah. And, and, yeah they went
1: to they went seven and six, in back to back years and ten and eleven. You know, and, and now that bar is raised back to the Rose Bowl team that won nine games. So, um, you know, I, that's where I'm going to say low is, the low bar is nine. If if they don't win nine, obviously that's disappointing uh, for what could be here in the final four games of the regular season. And, you know, I, I would say ten. Like ten is realistic at this point.
0: I did see this stat as well. Since the undefeated season in 59 is what i believe the the most the most recent undefeated season for illinois um they've only gone 7 and 1 three other times 83 89 2001 and now 2022 like you're going back 70 years and have only done something like this four times it's just unprecedented clearly territory for what illinois football is and has been over the past Lifetime. That's a literally a lifetime, Brett. Right? Exactly. Just, just nuts. Well, to if we're gonna leave off with a, a little look ahead. I feel like we always look at things from the macro level a little bit on the podcast. We're allowed to look forward. The team can't look forward or past Michigan State or anything like that, but we can. You we have declared like nine wins should be the low bar. Ten's probably likely. Um, looking at this Michigan State team, is there? You know what needs to happen or go wrong for Illinois to drop that one? Because they're going to be considerable favorites. I feel like probably more. I don't know about more than a touchdown, but it'll be close. Probably around one touchdown, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I think they just need to continue to play the defense they are, and they're they're playing complementary football. Um, Michigan State is is not a great team. Um, they rank similarly to Illinois in offense, um, you know, average about 27, 28 points a game, but their defense is not
0: very good. And it's going to be, will it be a sellout? They're saying it's close. They're saying it's real close. I'm going to say
1: they're going to push hard here and I'm, yeah. I'll say they're going to sell out next Saturday. I'd agree with be you. the first sellout since 2016. I haven't checked the weather, but you know, if it's going to be a nice day, that would certainly help the The fans come back. Mm-hmm. Um, does say forty percent chance of rain, but sixty five not bad. so at least warm.
0: And yeah, I'm gonna say a sellout, sixty thousand plus there, based on what I've heard them say in the ticket office, I'd say I'd probably agree with you. like they they think they're real close. And they they have a team that
1: deserves that,
0: you yeah. know?
1: deserves that support. So pretty impressive stuff. I, I, I think they will win against Michigan State. Um, we'll see what Purdue does. Purdue's also on a buy uh, this week, so they're going to be coming in. Uh, I don't. Who does Purdue have next week?
0: Do you see? Do you know? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I do not. They still have Iowa, don't they?
1: Yeah, I know they still have Iowa and
0: Wisconsin left. No, they already beat Wisconsin. Oh,
1: they beat Wisconsin. Yeah, you're
0: right. Good call. We're. Uh... Uh-huh.
1: But they're they're going to come in. Um, they're they're off this week. They play Iowa next Saturday. At oh, all. I should
0: have just gone with it. I knew it in my gut.
1: So you know, they're Purdue's coming off the loss at Wisconsin, and then you know they they get to the buy now, come to Illinois on the twelfth, and and uh, you know, pretty crazy stuff, Andy. I I think I think they will sell it out. And uh, and I think they'll they'll beat Michigan State, so uh, we'll see. It's, are you uh,
0: booking uh, hotel rooms in Indianapolis yet for the first weekend in December?
1: I think it might be worth a peek. You know, <laughs> I think a lot of fans should be looking at something like that. You know, just to maybe take a little, a little glance, peek. just see what see what options are out there.
0: I'll be in New York covering the basketball team, so unfortunately, I won't get to cover it if it does come to be, but. What have you even considered? What it would be like covering an Illinois Big Ten championship game in your time, Brett? No, I really haven't. haven't. How long have you been here, and like how out of like a reasonable expectation has that thought been in the past?
1: This is my tenth season covering the team, and like that's literally never crossed my mind.
0: (laughs) But that, like, it's like we're in the in the range now where we can say it's probably gonna happen. Like we've gone to like there's a chance. To now, we can pr- like say, probably it'll probably happen.
1: Yeah, we need like a what we need the FPI to, to see that'll probably come out what tomorrow yeah. or Monday. Um, I'm sure there'll be an updated FPI to just see what that probability is. I would say the probability right now is high 60%.
0: Yeah,
1: 65% would be my guess because like- news the other 35 because you eliminate nebraska from the race Mm -hmm. um it's it's really coming down to purdue and illinois
0: it like it comes down to these next two games for illinois which is a crazy place to be at with this season but we're here illinois keeps winning they keep on performing brett any any final thoughts before we wrap up here on nebraska on upcoming schedule what you got
1: Yeah, uh, they head into November, close out October, um, six-game winning streak.
0: October. October. There
1: you go, October. I like it. Been a good month. Been a good stretch for Illinois, and they're in the driver's seat. You know, this is on them, and it's up to them to uh, play well the the next four games, specifically the next two, and uh, they've got everything in front of them that they want. So. Good stuff, Andy.
0: Yeah, well, Brett has uh, his story on the game on our website, WCIA.com. Depending on when you're li- when you're listening to this, it's probably going up. It's already up or either it'll be up shortly if you're listening to this right after it comes out. Got highlights on there as well, as well as Brett Bielema's full post game press conference uh, tomorrow or s- later today, depending on when you're listening to this Sunday in your podcast feed. We'll have the Sunday No Huddle coming up with Robert Rosenthal. So be sure to look out for that as well. Uh, Illinois, another big win for them, 26-9 the final over Nebraska. Dominating fashion, doing it with their defense, and are currently in the driver's seat to win their first ever Big Ten West title. Maybe their last. Divisions are going away, so who knows? But uh, they they got to get their first first. Uh, For Brett, I'm Andy. Thanks for joining us after the game. And uh, we will see you on Sunday for the Sunday No Other.